This is Family Court Vision. The podcast where a woman and her son discuss all things basketball. On today's episode, we have Sathrina! Pew, pew, pew! Pew, 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 pew! The play-in. Does it really make any sense if you're not drunk? (laughs) Wolves. Wolves, the movie. Did we like it? The bigger question, did we even understand it? Mm. And far. And finally, it's not the tea with A and Fee, but some sneaks with A and Fee. Stay tuned to find out. Whoa. Our podcast um, can legally drink in the U.S. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Let's boogie. Welcome to episode 21 of Family Court Vision. It is 7 o'clock on Wednesday, May 19th. It sure is. As always, I'd never know what to say here. So. You never know what to say. What's well, up? how Anything can you, you not know what to say? The WNBA season started. The WNBA season started. Craziness. Oh, my goodness. Excitement. Oh. I, I, between... The play-in tournament and the start of the WNBA season, I've been watching just basketball all the time, nonstop. And it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. So the only banter you have is like the stuff we already should be talking about in the segments that are in this show. Right. I have to yeah. like save it for later. But that's literally all that's new in my life is me sitting on my couch watching basketball. So, Well, the really good news for me, a couple of layers to good news. One is your little brother's home from college. So that's really nice. We get to see him for that's the right. summer. He also oh, allowed, haven't. well, you haven't seen him. Go ahead. I was going to say, he's, al- he's allowing me to use his bedroom to continue to use his bedroom as my studio. The recording studio, of course. Yes. 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 Um, last week when I was telling you all the exciting things about our house, about what's going on here, um, I started to tell you something and then I had to stop because I realized we hadn't told him and he listens to all of our episodes. And that was, I know you and our listeners are going to be like, okay, big deal. But we got a new air conditioner for his bedroom. Right? Listen, like two, maybe even three summer seasons ago, the air conditioner in this bedroom crapped out. It was just leaking water everywhere. And it's a through the wall air conditioner. And you cannot get those mid-season. So we had to like go to Home Depot and get this giant one that we had to hook up to the window because there aren't normal windows in this room. And then the next year he was like, can I get an air conditioner? We're like, sure. And then we just didn't because that's what we do in our family. And yeah. then he was, I was like, I promise next year we will get it. And then we had a pandemic and there were not any air conditioners last year anywhere. So this year, dad and I went out. We saw a sale in the paper, went out. We bought the air conditioner, got it installed before he got home. Didn't tell him. It was a surprise. What did his face look like? You got to tell me. He gave me a hug. Wow. Right? That was totally worth it for me. That Well, that's what I was going to talk about is that I have not been home yet while he has been home. So we have not had the chance to do the full family group hug. That's which right. Which has been talked about for maybe a year now. That's well, right. not a year. Well, no. yeah, a year. I mean, no. not a year, but... All five or all six members of our family have not been in the same place, all fully, we all know that we're safe, vaccinated, mm-hmm. yet. So mm-hmm. um, we have mm-hmm. that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, anything and else new with you this week? No, I don't I don't think so. Um, just, uh, you know, liberty, liberty, liberty. Liberty, liberty, liberty. And for me, Lakers, Lakers, Lakers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, so let's get into our first segment of the day, which is Basketball News of the Week. All right. All right. Starting in the NBA, the play-in tournament was set um, a few days ago. I believe the last games happened on Sunday, uh, last regular season games, and then the play-in tournament was set. The first two games happened last night uh, with the Celtics beating the Wizards and the Pacers beating the Hornets. 
So the Celtics will be the seventh seed in the East and face the Nets. The Wizard, Wizards will face the Pacers to see who gets the eight seed and faces the Sixers. And then tonight is the West matchups, 7-8 and 9-10. Uh, so very nerve-wracking for me, very exciting for me. I have not seen playoff LeBron in mm. over six months now. Mm-hmm. I've missed him dearly. I'm excited to have him back, but I also know that my fingernails will probably be gone by the end of this month. So now you asked me to send you my predictions for the play in, and that might have been the most confusing thing I've ever tried to do in my entire life. The play in everybody keeps saying how like simple it is. It's not that simple. No, because like for me, if there are four teams on each side, these two play and these two play. And when that one wins and that one wins, they play each other. Same thing on the other side. And when the top ones win, they play each other. And that is not what's happening. Right. It's like the loser of this one is playing the winner of this one. It makes absolutely no sense. I think somebody was drunk and made it up. I'm sorry. It's so ridiculous. You, so you who, agree who, you agree who? with Le, you agree with LeBron that whoever came up with this needs to be fired. A hundred percent. And I don't even have like my team's not even in one of those one of those spots. Like my own personal team is not even in one of those spots. So yeah. it's it doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. And I and I guess like on an on a like theoretical, like intellectual level, I can understand it if I think really hard. But but in real life, it just uh I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, like just- it. I'm done. By next time that we next time that we record, it'll be done, right? It'll be done. Yeah, it'll be done. So on this Friday, moment so. is the last time I have to think about it. But real quick, I just in case any of any listeners are similarly confused by it and want to hear it explained again, just real quick, I'm just going to quickly go through it. The okay. seventh, the seventh and eighth seeds. So the teams that finished with the seventh and eighth best records in each conference play each other. One last night in the East, and tonight's the West matchup. The winner of that matchup stays in the seventh spot. So if the eight seed wins that, they become the seventh seed. The loser of that matchup then plays the winner of the nine versus ten game, which also is happening today and or yesterday and today. I see now okay. I'm confusing myself again. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, when do the actual playoffs start? Saturday. So whoever loses the seven eight has to play a second game to try and beat the 9-10. And if they beat the 9-10 on Saturday, they have to play a playoff game. Um, We're just trying to tire them. We have to tire them out just so they can't win. That's the, that's the idea. Saturday or Sunday. Yes. Um, The, whoever's the eight seed in the, in the West will not um, play until Sunday. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of been the whole theme of this season is like just squeeze as many games in as in as short amount of time as we possibly can and we're just going to go for it. So Well, that was I mean the the wobble last year was exhausting like that for them. They didn't have time in between games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see in both leagues um an increase in back-to-backs, an increase in 3 out of 4 3 games out of 4 nights kind of thing, which is not normal. Normally you get at least a day's rest in between games even two, um, a lot. So play in tournament. We made our picks. Um, I think I got both wrong last night. You picked the Celtics to win. So you were right about that. And then I have the Lakers, you have the Warriors tonight, and we both have the Grizzlies tonight as well. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yes, uh, as I said, the real playoffs start on Saturday. We have our team who you alluded to earlier, the Knicks, Mm-hmm. Uh, locked up the four seed. They'll be facing off against the Hawks in Madison Square Garden, which is very incredible, exciting. right? Court advantage. It, fourth, it really is incredible. Fourth place. The New York Knicks have home court advantage in a playoff series. That's my power. You know, I read a book a long time ago by this guy Eckhart Tolle called something like "The Power of Now" or something. I read this so long ago. You were like, uh, like four or something. But all it was all about put your thoughts out into the universe and they will be manifested. And that is what I did. And if I had started earlier, they might've even finished higher, but I put that out into the universe. You, you know, that I, that there's a piece of me that feels that yes, positive thinking and 
putting your thoughts out there help you manifest it yourself. But in real life, this is, this is not truly a thing. Like, you know, like starving people in some, you know, impoverished country probably are thinking they don't want to be starving and impoverished. And by putting that out into the universe, it doesn't help. So honestly, I don't truly believe that that's, this is a way to do it. But I do think that like, if you have positive thoughts about things, you can make things happen for yourself. So you don't truly believe it, but you do truly believe it. No, no, no. I don't think I had any effect on the Knicks. I'm I'm just joking when I say that. But okay. I think that like, if I'm thinking like, you know, I for my whole life have been like, I want to write a novel and I haven't done it and I'll probably never do it. But like me just saying that right Not now, I'll probably never like do that. it. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like, if I'm like, I'm going to write a novel, then I might sit down and start to write something. So like, you know, that kind of manifesting it, you can't, you can't just manifest the universe to do stuff like that. That's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> so congratulations to the Knicks for knocking, locking up the four seed. Um, then the other matchup that is set already is the Bucks and Heat in the East. Um, and then over in the West, it's Mavericks Clippers and Nuggets Blazers. Um, and then the one and two face off against the seven and eight, which we are yet. We, yet, we do not know yet. Mm-hmm. is the words I was looking for. Um, so very exciting. We're, we're a mess. We're a mess tonight. This is, yeah, this is already a disaster. We're a mess. Um, okay, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame ceremony happened this past weekend. Um, so I watched of, it. Did you? I didn't even watch it. Wow. I, wa- I didn't see the beginning of it because I was doing something else. I don't know what else I was doing. but So I missed who was first, Kevin Garnett. I missed him. Did he get yeah. in? Kevin Garnett? He did, yes, Kevin okay. Garnett got in. Okay, yes. so yeah, I missed him, but I saw Tamika Catchings, right? Yep. I saw... The guy who's from the islands who used to swim and that his swimming pool got smashed in and he had to play basketball. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Um, and I saw Vanessa Bryant. And I saw there was a, um, I feel bad that I don't remember her name, but she's a college coach. She was a division two coach and she won like thousands of games or something. I don't remember her name, but she got in also. Okay. Yeah. And also some guy who passed away who's involved with FIBA. I saw his kids also. Yeah. So there, there were, there were multiple people that got in some, um, some uh, journalists as well, but the headliners mm-hmm. are, of course, the players: um, mm-hmm. Kobe, Tamika Catchings, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. Um, and so uh, they were technically the class of 2020. Obviously, they couldn't have the induction ceremony in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. But then, right after that happened, they announced the class of 2021, which I yeah. assume they'll try to squeeze in in 2021. Um, yes, they have a that- date already for it. I think it's September. Oh, I think do it's they? September okay. 10th and 11th or something. Okay. Um, so that, again, is highlighted by some players. Yolanda Griffith, Lauren Jackson, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, Chris Weber, Ben Wallace, and Bill Russell is getting in as a coach. Obviously, Chris he's Weber. already in as a, as a player. Chris Weber, my favorite actor Chris of Weber. all time. That's right. Yes. Lifetime, uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, Award in the Oscars coming up very soon, I'm sure. I hope did they uh, now again I didn't watch did they do like a a highlight package or something during the show for each of the players getting in they did yes they did they had like a you know they when clips we watch what's the thing we watch in December uh Christmas um <sighs> no that they do at the um Kennedy Center the Kennedy Center honors you know how they do like a little mini you know the, uh, you know the honors that they do at the Kennedy Center <laughs> what are those called you know, you know how they do like a little fake mini documentary for each of them. Yeah. It was kind of like that. Okay, I'm just I'm only saying that because I hope that there are clips from Uncle Drew in oh. Chris Weber's. Well, that is a highlight of his package. career. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So very exciting. Obviously, congratulations mm-hmm. to them. Um. All right. Let's move on to. No, I have more stuff. For NBA. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, we were talking last time. We were like, hey, when's the draft? I don't know when's the draft. When's the draft? So I found out when the draft is. When's the draft? July 29th. So that's like uh, that's like a week after the season ends. The draft lottery is on June 22nd. Which is in a month, one like month. A month. Yeah. 
and will be will happen during the playoffs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are 104 early entry draft candidates right now. They they have to declare by May 31st, but 104 have declared. And it's going to be at Barclays. Also, LeBron is wants Steph Curry to be the MVP. Yes. I've seen a Just couple of to, different takes you know, on this. You know. I also want Steph Curry to be the MVP. Yes. So that's all Steph, I'm saying on Steph that. Curry, Steph Curry has had a fantastic season there are some potentially ulterior motives from lebron in saying this lebron is somebody who has been in a public eye since he was 18 years or 16 years old and has a group of very smart smart people around him and he knows the message that he wants out there at all Mm -hmm. times he's Mm -hmm. very calculated Mm -hmm. um And so my thought on that is, number one, there's all these rumors this year that LeBron is recruiting Steph Curry to come to the Lakers when Mm. when Steph Curry's contract is up with the Warriors. Is that this year? I think he technically has an option or he can sign an extension this year, but I don't think the contract is up yet. Um, In my opinion, that I don't think would ever happen, but. There is rumors that that's happening, so this could potentially play in there. And also, he was saying this in relation to the fact that those two teams are playing against each other tonight. Mm -hmm. And so if LeBron beats the MVP of the league, Mm -hmm. then, you know... He's so smart. Then maybe LeBron is the MVP of the league kind of thing. He's so smart. So, again, I love LeBron. I feel like I've been very critical of him recently. You have. Um, But... I don't. Your I don't eye, blame him. I. I don't blame him for trying, opening. for trying to shape this story. But I yeah. do think that there might be more things than just pure respect for Steph Curry. Listen, it's it's good as a public figure to have a narrative to shape. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then, he, oh. and he's had a clear narrative for over a decade now, mm-hmm. of you know he thinks that, and I do too, that he's the greatest men's basketball player of all time. And he needs to do the things in order to get that message out there. So, And then my last NBA, MNBA thing is that um, Jeremy Lin seems to be implying that he is retiring. Oh, I didn't see this. He posted a lengthy post on social media that was, he gave himself a date, like circled a date on his calendar that this is the date by which I'm going to be back in the NBA, like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But he hasn't been he hasn't been brought back to the NBA. He made a choice to be in the G League instead of playing overseas this year because he really feels that he's an NBA player and he had like a goal date and he was not um, he was not brought up by that date. And so the rest of his lengthy post is talking about uh, NBA in the past tense. Hmm. So it seems as though he is, you know, hinting or implying or. Mm-hmm. pretty much saying it without saying it that this is it well if that's the case um congratulations to him on on a really great career yeah. and um i mean we talked in length when we did the when we did the review of the documentary about him um mm-hmm. but um he did some really amazing things for the game for the asian american community um and he had a clear impact on this city, different communities around the country and around the world. So if this is it, congratulations to him, and we wish you the best of luck in retirement. Um, Okay, now can we move on to the WNBA? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The season started. Woo! Pew, 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 pew! And boy, did it start. Boy, did it start. Last year, the Liberty won two games. Yes. The season started on Friday. Today is Wednesday. They've already won three games. Yes. So. Booyah! Boom. There you go. And uh, also, to add to that, they have zero losses. Undefeated. Best record in the league. Number one in the standings. Shooting up people's power rankings. Mm-hmm. We started the we started the season with uh, Sabrina Ionesco- buzzer beater mm-hmm. that same day we had a diana Taurasi not buzzer beater but game winning shot mm-hmm. so the season started with a bang mm-hmm. candace parker had a great debut with the sky so benages 
On fire. On fire. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tweeted this out, but she, so she is, I believe she's averaging like 23 points, something like that so far. Last year, she averaged 17 points and won most improved. Mm-hmm. So she's already six points improved from that. Mm-hmm. And the year before that, she was cut by the Indiana Fever. So mm-hmm. she was at a point where one of the teams in the league said, you don't make our roster. Mm-hmm. And now she's either the first or second best player mm-hmm. on an undefeated team. Mm-hmm. So and, uh, and she smoked that old team. She sure did. She went for 30 mm-hmm. in the first game and 20 in the second one. Mm-hmm. She was like, you want to cut me now? Yeah. She, right. she was like, I don't... Uh, I'm sure she did miss, but like it felt like she didn't miss a single shot mm-hmm. in the first game. Mm-hmm. She was just on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the Liberty—they are three and zero, as you said. They have already surpassed their win totals from last year, and the WNBA has a pretty short season. So three and zero, three games is a pretty big chunk of mm-hmm. the season. It's the first time they're three and zero since 2007, mm-hmm. and it's just from the first game. It was just like this works. Like it, you could just tell. Like it works. They have like a, they're a team. They're a team. They have a mm-hmm. star point guard who can distribute mm-hmm. to the others. They have a star scorer in Laney. Mm-hmm. Um, they have um, a veteran shooter with Whitcomb. Um, she's mm-hmm. very smart on defense, and she she always knows where to go, what to do. Um, they have a great rookie talent in Michaela Onyewere. They have oh um, yeah, she's a, great. Yeah. In her first mm-hmm. game, she looked like she'd been playing for mm-hmm. years. Like she's she's confident. No, no, yeah, she's yeah. great. Um, I think Kylie you know. Shook. Sh- well, Shook, I just like last year. She's kind of inconsistent as a shooter, yes. but she it she can take a rebound, and she is a solid blocker. Yeah, like I don't yeah. think you can get past her if she's in front of you, and if and if the ball bounces off the back of that hoop thing, what's that back thing backboard? What's it called? <laughs> The backboard? That is that what thing? it's called? <laughs> the back of the hoop thing. This is our 21st episode of this basketball podcast. <laughs> that that board that's on the back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. If Just it bounces like those off honors that, at the Kennedy Center. That's right. So she is very tall. And if it hits that and bounces back, she she'll grab it. Yeah. And yeah. she can make she can make shots. I'm not saying she can't. But she's, she's a bit, kind of, and she, she's inconsistent with that. But she, those other two things, she can do. And she's a better shooter this year than she was last year. Yes, even if yes. still inconsistent. Yes. So there's all that. They help. They also have great energy, specifically defensive energy off the bench mm-hmm. with Jazz Jones and Dee Dee Richards. Oh, love her. Um, so they they just have like a full team, and they're three and zero. The one thing I thought was. They need they need to be a little bit better defensively around the rim. They yeah. they give up a lot of layups. Mm-hmm. And Natasha Howard, who's a big defensive player, won Defensive Player of the Year in 2019, mm-hmm. has not even joined the team yet. She's on her That's way. Right. I think she's back in the states now, but has to pass all her COVID tests and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there you go. That's it. And we got Kia Stokes back too. So it's like it's oh yeah, she's amazing. She yeah. her team her team won the championship in Turkey. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm. I don't think I'm making that up. So it it is really. You can just tell it's just a full mm-hmm. team. They they have all their roles. They're a versatile team. They can mm-hmm. defend. They're great shooters. All of them, and so and it's very. They exciting. they gave away their number one draft pick position. They did you know, because they lost last year in the lottery. They got the number one draft pick for this year, and they gave that away. I think to get Benaja. It was yeah, it was either that or there was Natasha. some kind of like convoluted right. There was some there was some kind of trade there. Whatever I it think, was. I think that might have been a, a Natasha trade Natasha, and then a storm okay. sent it to Dallas. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah. yeah. So they gave that so they didn't even get the number one draft pick this year. Right. But I'm I mean I'm liking the way that Anya Wede is looking. So Oh yeah, she's good. So yeah, we'll we'll take that. And, and I then, haven't even seen her grandma in the stands yet. I know that's disappointing. That yeah. is disappointing. Yeah. Um, also, just real quick, we set in stone the day that we are going to go yes. see a Liberty game. So we're very yes, excited we about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sabrina Ionescu mm-hmm. has played six professional basketball games in her life. Six of them. Mm-hmm. One of those games, she had 33 points, seven assists, seven rebounds. 
Mm-hmm. One of those games, she hit the game-winning buzzer beater to win the game. Mm-hmm. One of those games, just last night, she had a triple-double, just the 10th triple-double in WNBA history and the first ever for the Liberty franchise. Mm-hmm. And she's the youngest woman to ever hit a triple-double. And in three games so far, she's leading the league in assists and three-pointers made. Yeah, she's not bad. I, I'd say that's a good start to your career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to get more into her later, but mm-hmm. um, I am thoroughly impressed. I just ordered myself a new uh, UNESCO shirt, so um, I'm nice. ready. It's going to be fun. I just ordered a new shirt, too, but I'm not going to tell you about it until it gets here. Okay. We'll see if we can like match them up and wear them on the same day. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we'll definitely wear them to the to the game. But mm-hmm. um, okay. And then the last thing I had was the WNBA GM survey came out. A lot of professional leagues do this, where right before the season, the GMs get a survey. They obviously fill it out anonymously, and then the results are posted. And they there's a whole bunch of questions, and they talk about the best players and the best coaches and predictions and all that sort of stuff. So I just thought it would be fun to see what the GM said about their predictions for the season in relation to what we said. Mm-hmm. So um, Courtney Vandersloot and Candace Parker, who were our two picks for MVP, they both tied for second in the, in the GM poll. Okay. Um, Brianna, Brianna Stewart was first. All right. Um, Diamond DeShields, who I said would be the sixth woman, uh, although now I think she starts, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Uh, but mm-hmm. she was voted as the best um, two, three, like the best... Remember we talked about the numbers? Yes. One, two, three, four, five? Yes. Yeah. So yes. she was voted as the best two slash three in the league. Okay. Um, Ari, Ari McDonald was picked to win um, Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Charlie Collier was second. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Aces were picked to win it, um, and the Sky and Mystics were tied for second to win it. Mm-hmm. And so we both had multiple of those picks in our predictions. Mm-hmm. A couple of ours were not on there. Unsurprisingly, Jazz Jones was nowhere to be found, but she but will. What, um, what do what, so. what do they know? What are the What do the GMs know? I think we know this. We both picked yeah. her. We did both pick her, right? Which is what, like, which is crazy. I know, like, right. that's our team and everything, but like, still, like, mm-hmm. we could have picked anybody on that team, mm-hmm. and still, so um, yeah, yeah. So we know that Jazz Jones, and already she she doesn't score she doesn't score a ton. But defensively, she's she's a beast. She will not she give is. up on anything. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Any secret stories that you have for me on WNBA? <laughs> I don't think so. No, the, the CBS power rankings have the Liberty in seventh place. I actually, I think I saw an updated one. I'm not sure when mm-hmm. that was, but or maybe it's from a different source. But I saw one where the Liberty were all the way up to fourth. So, well, I know we're not getting too excited. The Fever are not one of the best teams, and two of their wins came against them. The Lynx did not have Nafisa Collier, so we're going to, you know. But the Liberty did not have Natasha Howard. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm not taking anything away. I'm just saying we can't or get Kia. too, too excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, cool. Let's move on to our next segment, which is our movie review of Wolves. The Wolves. 2017 flick correct i think yes correct okay yes not the not the wildly popular play the wolves right about like soccer a full, full cast of women in soccer not that also not another movie called wolves that is like about a teen werewolf not that one well we know that werewolves can play basketball so that is maybe. true that is but, true um but yes the 2017 movie wolves with carla gugino and michael shannon your favorite of all time. Michael Shannon? Yeah. No, I just think he's in he's just so deliciously evil. <laughs> he doesn't hold back on anything. He'll do anything to be the most evil character in a movie. And Carla Gugino, you know, we have a six degree of separation with her. Oh, do we? We do. Because your cousin Skylar was in a movie playing her two movies, I think. Play, I think he played her son in two different movies. Wow. American Gangster. And then I don't remember the name of the other movie. So we have but one I, degree of separation. That's right. Right. Maybe even half a degree since he was in two movies playing her child. 
And not either of those two movies. She was in both Spy Kids and Night at the Museum, two of my favorite movies ever. So Mm -hmm. uh, she's a fave of mine. All Um, right. But this was, yeah, so this uh, was the story of a high school basketball player um, who's the star of his team and um, his father who has drinking and gambling problems um, and a whole bunch of other stuff in between, but basically the struggles that ensue between that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was this uh, that was this movie. What did you think? I wanted to like it. Bart Freundlich is the writer and director of it. He's Julianne Moore's husband. And I heard them on one of my favorite podcasts Mm -hmm. that I listened to, and I thoroughly enjoyed them. I thought they were fantastic. So when I saw that he directed this, I didn't know he wrote it at the time. I saw he directed it. I was like, oh, awesome. I have never seen one of his movies. I've been looking forward to seeing one of his movies. Can't wait. Um, And then I ended up absolutely hating this movie. 100% hated it. Now, I need to get, I'm not going to give some full disclosure here, but I'm going to give some partial disclosure because I haven't heard what you think of it. So if you you didn't think it was as terrible as I thought, it might have to do with this. Now, I, my stepfather, who I knew since I was in diapers, so I just called him dad, had had a gambling addiction. And his gambling addiction leaded to, uh, led to, um, significant problems and a significant downfall that some of which I was not a high school basketball player. So not all of which, but some of which mirrored the gambling issues in this movie. So I was not at the time involved in it and aware of it like this kid was with his father. So I just know of the repercussions of it. I I know what happened because of his gambling. I wasn't aware of it in the moment, um, but I definitely had some um, major negative life pieces that were because of it. So it is possible that it was colored badly in my mind because of that um, connection. I don't want to mm-hmm. bring down this segment, so we don't need to talk anything more about that. But just I just wanted to say that, like, I don't know. And I'm curious to hear what you thought of it as someone who's totally removed from that kind of a feeling. Um, uh-huh. I absolutely 100% hated everything about this movie. I, yes, I will not go that far. I definitely, this is definitely on a negative view from me. It's definitely not, um, definitely on the lower side of my rankings, but I would not say that I hated 100% everything about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. Um, a couple things that don't, probably aren't major things, but just things that I took note of. I think that we should keep a running tally of all of the movies that start with a, a street ball scene because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them do mm-hmm. again. We haven't done that yet, but I just, I think that we should mm-hmm. start. We could go that. back and look. Yeah. We yeah. Could do that. Um, I hated the, that the school was named St. Anthony and the main character was Anthony. Like I know mm-hmm. that they called him Saint because like they had the same name, but like, why mm-hmm. would you like, why, why would you do mm-hmm. that? Just everything mm-hmm. got confusing. The one game, which I think was the quarterfinals, in the playoffs when um, Anthony tells the coach to put Gil in, who's mm-hmm. like his friend. He's, you know, last on the bench. He's probably never got any playing time. He's not a good player. The game was like a five or six point game with like a minute left. Mm-hmm. The game is not over at that point. And he's like, put Gil in like, okay, the, the Anthony's trying to do something nice for his friend. And the coach was like, all right, fine. And then gets mad mm-hmm. later. Like, you're the coach of the team. You don't have to put him in. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, you, that's that's on you, bro. And mm-hmm. then in the last play of that game, Anthony uh, has the ball and they're down one. And he's a great shooter. And he starts to pull up from three. He's got two defenders on him. So he's being double teamed, contested three. And Gil is wide open under the basket. And he passes to him. And that's the negative thing that happens. Mm-hmm. because he made the right basketball play. This is what I say all the time when it comes to LeBron. LeBron <laughs> always makes the right basketball play, and guess what? It works. His team mm-hmm. wins a lot, but people mm-hmm. say, oh, you're not, you know, you don't have that killer mentality. You don't want to take that last shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. The guy was wide open under the basket. 
I get that we had to set up the whole thing of him being like, oh, he's not aggressive enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. He doesn't take initiative. But Mm -hmm. like you could show that in a different way of him doing the wrong basketball play and passing Mm -hmm. out of a wide open shot or something. He was Mm -hmm. double teamed. So I just hated everything about that game specifically. All right. Um, I didn't like the storyline of the aggressiveness slash lack of aggressiveness of Anthony. Mm-hmm. Because he really was just a passive little thing at yeah. home, on the court, everything. But I can't tell you how many times that that kid was bleeding in this movie between his father, between the players on the other team. You know, he kind of gets aggressive with the guy on the other team at the end. But I like I just and I, you know, that really was the whole point of that character, Socrates, which was a terribly written character. Yeah. Um, Really, really awful. Like his, you know, his like inspirational monologues were like, I could have written them. Like just because I've seen some basketball movies, like I, you know, I basically could have written that. Um, And literally, literally like screaming at the kid in Burger King and all the rest of the patrons in Burger King are like, Ooh, nice fries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. And, and, it, it was just a weird character, but that, I guess, had to be the foil for the father to be kind of like a father figure and encourage him to be more aggressive. But, like, it was just weird. It was yeah. weird. I didn't like it. Can and I the entire you? family has boundary issues. That mother walked into the bathroom with him when he basically barely had a towel on. And he's like, yeah. Ma, get out of here. And she just walks in and then she, like, has her arms around him and she's kissed like, ew, gross. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. What? So. I don't know. I'm confused about the ending. Well, let's talk about that in a second, because I'll tell you what happened at the end. But okay. um, one thing I also don't like, and I understand that movies have a very limited amount of time to tell a story. And this is a way they can tell a story is the visual montage. I get that. I think I've seen it too often at the end of like every Thursday night drama, like multi-character drama. So whatever, Chicago, whatever emergency it is, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago, whatever. Your grandmother used to watch those all the time. And and not that I watch TV, but they would be on. And the end of every one of them is a video montage to wrap up every single character's thing. And I get that that has to often happen in movies because you kind of have to move on just like a a song and a musical moves it along get moving we need to move on i think that happened four times in this movie yeah like come on oh my god these like wordless video montages just to move things along if you can't tell the story don't tell this story that's it that's i mean that's not it but like that's it on that topic okay so go ahead you have questions about the end what like, what is the end for for the father? Okay, so what happens towards the end? So what happens is that the dad has gambled away all the money and plus some. And so he's in trouble with, I think, three different sets of bookies and loan sharks. Yeah. Who will beat the crap out of him and kill him if he doesn't pay them? So he makes bigger and bigger bets like more outlandish bets to try and make his money back because you make more money if if it's a bigger risk. So he has something his wife didn't know, gambled away the money that she had been saving. Her parents have a house that I guess belongs to her. I guess they passed or something and the house belongs to her. So now they decide, okay, we're going to mortgage the house. He, Dad's going to get on the straight and narrow. He's not going to gamble anymore. So we'll get the money. We'll take care of that. Everything will be set. So they travel out to the house to sign it over to the uncle for some reason. I don't know what. He just was everywhere. He was the guy who was whatever utility player they needed. So, oh, you need like someone to pop your knee back into place? Here's your guy. You need someone to explain why your mom's kind of screwed up? This is your guy. You you know, you need someone to sign the house over to? Here he is. He was the the Jazz Jones of this movie. Just whatever you need, (laughs) he'll just do it. You're right. He'll step into whatever you need. So they go out to the house. I think it was out east on Long Island, like in the Hamptons or something. 
So they go out to the house and there's a basketball hoop outside. So the kid, what's the kid's name? Anthony. Anthony's playing basketball. The dad, who's been a jerk before and has literally injured him and I think practically broke his nose and jaw one time, um, comes out to play against him, gets rowdy and ends up injuring his leg very badly. Possible torn meniscus. Possibly we could pop it back in. We might need surgery. Who knows? You can't play the game. You're going to, so the team's going to lose the game because he's the player who's going to help them win. Right. So we go to the game. And at first I'm like, I don't care about this game. He's not in it. This is not, why do I care about this game? But yeah. the reason we care about this game is because obviously the dad bet. Right. So, and now, oh my God, they're going to lose because he's not in it because of this horrible accident. Right. Yeah. The kid just keeps looking at his dad and realizing because all the bookies show up and sit around him, all the, all the loan sharks sit around him. And he's like, Oh my God, my dad's going to get killed unless I get in there and win this game. Yeah. It has to happen. I have to go help him win. So he goes in. So he's pissed that his dad, you look confused, but hold on, stay with me, stay with me. And you can dispute me if you want, but just stay with me. Okay. So he's like, I got to win this game for my dad. This is the whole Jesus Shuttlesworth thing at the end. Will he or won't he? So he goes in, Uncle Do-It-All comes in and pops his knee back into place. The kid goes out limping. Why a coach would let this kid on the court? This is freaking high school. Come on. Also, why were the Cornell people still there? Why didn't they just leave? I don't know right. why these they stuck like, around oh, for the he's game. Not playing. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. And the coach wanted wants a job there. That's why he invited them, even though he knew Anthony wasn't going to be in the game. <clears throat> Which I don't know why he'd do that anyway, because he knows he's going to lose because Anthony's not going to be in the game. Anyway, Anthony goes in the game, works hard. He's in pain, makes the game-winning shot, is carried on his teammates' shoulders, at which time the dad sadly and silently gets up and is escorted out by the loan sharks. Passes Uncle Do It All, who now has tears in his eyes, because everyone right. realizes the dad bet against St. Anthony's. Yes, and so the dad lost. So he's going to go be taken care of. But Anthony didn't know he bet against St. Anthony's. I think he did, because he was. I that's that's. But then I'm why would he look so sad? So he was happy and on his the player's shoulders. And all excited because he won. And when he looked over at his dad, and then the dad, because the dad didn't give that away during the game. A little bit he did, though, because the whatever the gold team was, they scored a couple, and there were a couple shots of him like pumping his fist and going like, yes, yes, when the, when the other team was scoring and getting back into the game. And I thought that that is what Anthony saw that made him upset and go run into the locker room to be like, not only is my dad betting more, not only is he putting our, our I think I was thinking and everything more in jeopardy, but he's betting against my team. Like, I think that was the double thing. So, All right. he goes, so maybe I'm wrong. I but, can be wrong. Maybe I'm okay I am. with being wrong. No, but, but I was maybe thinking I he but just the, was realizing that the dad bet as the game was going on period. And I didn't think it would occur to him that the dad would be bet against his team, but that adds the layer that the dad purposely injured him in that pickup basketball game at the house out in the Hamptons so that he wouldn't be able to play so that the dad would potentially win his bet because then St. Anthony's would lose if his own kid wasn't in the game. So he injured his own kid in order to try and help himself win the bet. Yeah, I'm still not sure about that either, but... I am 100% sure about that. So in my interpretation, Anthony knows that his dad bet against them. Okay. So, may, so maybe I just have the wrong interpretation, and that's why I'm confused. But when you say taken care of, you mean like taken care of? Like that's yes. Is that what we're led to believe? That's That's, it. that's what I'm confused about. Is that's that what's, it. That's what happens to the that's dad it. in the end. That's it, yeah. So in my interpretation... The son who, listen, this dad was a jerk. He ruined their lives. He stole a bunch of money from them. Mm-hmm. He, he probably, you know, took away this kid's college fund. He was a jerk to the mom, mm-hmm. whatever. He's, he's mm-hmm. terrible. I'm sure he wants him out of his life, whatever. But mm-hmm. even still, that, so yeah, okay. So then maybe I'm wrong about that. Because then I'm like, so he's still, 
you're going to look your dad in the eye and be like, you know what? Go die. And then hit the free throw. Like I, that's, that's what I was, or does he not know that that's what happened? Like, is he not involved enough no, to know that, that he was involved? He was in the bar. He knows what happens. So, so that's what um, I, I, I could have sworn that he knew that his dad bet against but the team. I, do you think uncle do it all would have fixed his leg if he knew that it was going to, if the, the dad was bet against in Anthony's? That guy that, has enabled the dad his whole life. But I don't that was my that. that was my interpretation of it. That this was his. See, like, here's what I his, thought. The, everybody was standing up against Anthony and Uncle Do It All. They were all saying, "Enough is enough. We got to end this now. Kill the guy." Which again is like ridiculous. That's a ridiculous I ending don't think to so. me. So I, that's not my ending. Yeah. So I when dad so when Anthony came back into the game and it was limping and the dad stood up and he was like. Anthony, like, don't play. I feel like that was a moment when he wasn't saying don't play because now you, I'm going to lose. I think he was saying, like, your knee is wrecked. Don't play because you're going to wreck your knee even more. Like, that felt like a heartfelt Anthony when he yelled that out. Um, and then Anthony was all excited when he when he got the, the basket at the end and everybody picked him up on his shoulders and he was, like, all happy. And then the dad slowly got up, escorted out, solemn-looking by the bad guys and that looked like anthony's face was like oh poop look what i did like that that to me was a moment of realization i just saw i just saw it differently i okay because i googled it and nobody will tell me i even googled the word spoilers and nobody will tell me so i wanted to see what it was and nobody will tell me but that's me okay so we, you and I had different movies yes. in our head, and, and that's okay. Either, either one, neither of us liked the ending anyway, right? No. Nope. So, yeah. Nope. Okay. Cool. Anything uh, else you want to talk about with this movie? One thing I liked. Okay. Because it made me think about you. So they were in the park, and there was some beatboxing going on. See, that makes me think of you, beatboxing. <laughs> I feel and like then brought they, up beatboxing on this podcast, like. But listen, episode. but this is what I liked about it. This is what I liked about it. It they started. They were in the park playing, and there was some beatboxing going on. And then it kind of just cut to a game in the gym, and the beatboxing was the beat of the game, like the dribble of the game and the beat of the game was it like morphed right into it. And I re- I I really liked that edit. I thought that was really cool. So I liked that. And I think, you know, I hated Michael Shannon in this, but that's what his job was. So I think he did yeah. an excellent job. So those are yeah, two that things was, I liked. That that was my like thing, was I liked Michael Shannon's acting in this, not the mm-hmm. not what was written or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah. Did you um, see Knives Out? Yes. He was in that. Okay. He was the he was the one with the cane. I believe you. Oh my god. I said, I don't know. It's, there's like 65,000. It was an amazing movie, but there are 65,000 people in that movie. So I don't know. Okay. Anyway, what's your score? Um, I give it a three. I give it a one half. And that's for Michael Shannon. Again, you're going to need to do that math for me. I'm A three and a half is a one and a half and a half. So it's one and three quarters. A one and three quarters? That'll make mm-hmm. it our last movie on. Wow, the, even worse than Teen list. Wolf. Even worse than Teen Wolf. The Aaron's two wolves be so at the bottom. Happy. That's the right. Aaron's going to be so happy. List. Teen Wolf's not at the bottom anymore. Look, Teen Wolf and Semi Pro are moving up as we see worse and worse movies. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, what are we watching next week? Uh, oh, the fish that saved Pittsburgh. The what? The fish that saved Pittsburgh. Is this a fish who plays basketball? I'm not even going to tell you what it's about, but it's a classic Pittsburgh movie. The From fish what that era? saved Pittsburgh. It's a long time ago. 70s. Oh, good. A, a great. A 70s movie about Pittsburgh. Hmm. Woo! I wonder how we got there. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, so watch. I didn't fish. know what wolf. I did not know what wolves was about when we went into this. I knew that there was like some father son conflict, but I also knew it was going to be dark if Michael Shannon was in it. So I had to pick the fish that saved Pittsburgh to kind of bring us back up next week. Okay, all right. So watch that next week. And the last thing I'm going to say about this is this is our not our last 
Carla Gugino in a basketball movie movie. Oh, so mm-hmm. keep your keep your she is popcorn ready. I don't know. <laughs> she is not in the fish that say Pittsburgh. So I don't think she was born yet at that point. But okay. there we go. All right. So we're moving on. So I'm I'm going to introduce our last segment, which is um, does not have a clever name. WNBA signature sneakers. So uh, Brianna Stewart um, signed with Puma, I think, to make a signature sneaker. And it's been 10 years since the last women player signature shoe line. Now, there have been um, women's shoe lines that have had cooperation with players or kind of have been featured with players or players have been in the ads or something, but not signature like a lot of the MNBA players have their own signature shoe line. So Brianna Stewart, this is the first time in 10 years since there's been. So we decided that we were going to pick some uh, WNBA players to make their own shoe line and to talk about that. That's right. Is that right, Jack? Did I do it? Yes. Good job. Okay, That's good. all right. All right. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Okay. Who's so going I'll first? go first. Me. Okay. Okay. I'm going first. So my first one is people may have maybe sensing a pattern with me that I really like Odyssey Sims. Yeah. She's uh-huh. not she's not like a top superstar player, but the woman gave birth and less than four months later played in the bubble last year. Mm-hmm. So that that's it. Like she almost doesn't have to do anything else. And she did a good job in the wobble. Yeah. Yeah. So I am going to have Odyssey Sims have her own signature shoe line. Now, her baby that she had last year, his name is Jaden. He's just cute as a button. He's an adorable little thing. Um, and Odyssey, um, I think she's a point guard. And as a point guard, she needs kind of a low-cut shoe so that she has range of motion so she can move around. And she also needs one that kind of sticks to the floor Uh so that she can, like, pivot or, like, move herself around and stuff like that. So these shoes feature both of those things. Okay. And also, she's a busy mom of a young one. So they have kind of, like, those stretchy built-in laces. So she doesn't have Mm. to take time to stop and tie her shoes. Just pull them on, and they'll be tight enough to stay on. They're not going to slip off or anything, but that's, that is a big feature of them. And they are called the Odyssey J because their son's name is Jaden. And she refers to him as J sometimes. So I'm calling them the Odyssey J. All right. Odyssey J. And they are, they are, and they're buying all, they're buying all of my choices are by Nike. Okay. Because all of my players who I picked like Nike shoes already and Nike's, you know, big names. So why not have the big name? do this so and but odyssey's shoes are are just a a good like black good solid black okay cool so i did this a little differently than you we'll get to my in in terms of shoe design so i'll get to that in a bit um but my first player unsurprisingly is sabrina ionescu Mm -hmm. um she's already a star in the league. She was one of the best college basketball players ever has the best. She's the only college basketball player, men's or women's to have 2000 points, 1000 assists, 1000 rebounds. Clearly she's already off to a hot start in the WNBA and the world reacts, reacts to her very well. Mm-hmm. I know that there, I know you have some thought you like her cause she's on the Liberty and everything, but I, I also know that there are some feelings probably among you and other people that like, Listen, she's the newbie. There's been people that have been here and doing this for many, many years before her. There's people like Benajah Laney, who, you know, is a fantastic scorer, probably a better scorer than Sabrina is. And so, you know, all of that. However, Sabrina clearly clicks with a lot of people. There's a lot of people that don't even follow the WNBA that know who she is and really like her. So I think that she is very marketable for having this sort of shoe. Um, she has that killer mentality. She's always passionate. She makes some flashy passes and plays. Um, and she's incredibly clutch. So these are all the reasons why I think that she should have a signature shoe. Um, she also has this sort of, or unfortunately had this relationship with Kobe Bryant, um, which is 
has been very publicized. Um, and she's sort of this mentor mentee kind of thing. She's also, I believe, close with Kobe's daughters. Um, and uh, so there's been all this talk about how her game is similar to his, that sort of thing. And he once called her G- Geppetto. Is that the one from Pinocchio? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know this story, but yes, Geppetto is Pinocchio. I'm just saying dad. the name. Yeah. So she once called, uh, he once called her Geppetto because she's sort of a puppet master that can sort of affect every facet of the game. Uh, she can, you know, slow it down and speed it up and all okay. that sort of thing. So I'm calling her shoe the puppet master. Uh-huh. And so when I talk about design, like I, I didn't even think about like cuts of the shoe or sort of types of laces or anything. I'm just talking about like colors and like what is written and designs and stuff on the shoe. So that's mm-hmm. the that's where I'm going with that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the colors would be Liberty Sea Foam, um, black and the bright yellow from Oregon, where she okay. played mm-hmm. at uh, in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sort of sort of um, both of her teams. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the the marionette, like the little cross that you use to like mm-hmm. puppet master a marionette, that's going to sort of be on the tongue of the shoe, yeah. and then there's going to be puppet strings coming down the sides of it. Nice. Um, and then written on there in cool little ways are going to be things like Sathrina and mm-hmm. Mamba Mentality, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, that's a lot. So that's my, that's my Sabrina that's, that's Puppet be, Master shoe. That's got to be a big shoe. That's a lot of stuff you're putting on there. <laughs> and all in seafoam green and highlighter yellow. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it, it is not because I'm not a fan of hers that I won't be buying those shoes. <laughs> yeah um i understand i understand okay, okay. all right well, listen go big or go home that's right that's right all right so my second i picked diana tarazi uh-huh. i wanted to pick one of the the current grand doms of the wnba <laughs> so that would be diana tarazi or sue bird but sue bird gets a lot of publicity in commercials and everything with with Megan Rapinoe. And, you know, she's got a lot going on. You know, she is from Syosset, which is not far from where I live. So I, I toyed with pop, possibly choosing her. But I decided Diana Tarazi is in the Space Jam movie. So that would be a good tie-in to release That's the shoes. Yeah. So I picked her. So she's older. She's also a mom. That appeals to me, you know, obvious reasons. Um and she has been wearing LeBron 15s like constantly. That's she likes the those shoes and 16s and but she wore the 15s or 15s or something for a really long time. Um, so one and I looked at other shoes she wears and one feature of the kind of shoes she wears are those like weird shoe sock sneakers. Or they have uh-huh. like that like sock ankle thing built in. Yeah. So this this has that. I don't know okay. what you call it, but it has that weird sneaker sock ankle thing built in. Uh-huh. So it has that. Um, she also has had back surgery. So we've got a cushioned springy bottom because that's good for your back. Uh-huh. Bottom of the shoe, like the sole of the shoe. Um, it's like shock absorbers. Also... I went to her, she has a website and she sells some merchandise and 100% of the proceeds go to this play, this play charity, like playground charity. Uh-huh. And what the this charity does is it helps to provide playgrounds for all kids of all means where they are. So it goes into communities, maybe urban communities and helps them develop playgrounds. Um, so like the cushiony stuff on the bottom of a playground also is like the shock absorber on the shoe. And this company is called, this charity is called Kaboom with an exclamation point at the end. And that's actually what we're going to name the shoe. Oh, fun. Because at least, at least a chunk of the proceeds are going to go to Kaboom, like all of her other merchandise does. So these Uh are the Diana Tarazi Kaboom. Great. I like that a lot. Very on brand for her. Um, Oh, Oh, that's it. That's it for that one. Are you sure? It is. I was going to say, I was going to say some color choices, but I changed my mind because I am it. They're similar. Like I did a little more design, visual design for my last one. And these are similar to that. So I'm just going to, we're going to leave it off of hers and we'll, 
we'll do it on the last one. Okay. Um, all right. My second one, I'm going with Arike Ogunbowale um, from the Dallas Wings. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's the definition of clutch. She hit two game-winning buzzer beaters in consecutive rounds, including to win the NCAA tournament um, in 2018. Crazy. One of the craziest shots you'll ever see. So uh, I think she's she's big time. She won the scoring title last year. A lot of people are saying she could potentially be MVP this year. Um, so clearly a star in this league. She's also a very bold player. Um, she's, you know, not ashamed of who she is. She's not afraid to say what's on her mind. And she plays that way too. She'll go right at you. She drives to the basket, that sort of thing. Um, the the last thing about her is she is um, she considers herself a Nigerian-American. I think her parents may have been born in Nigeria. I'm not sure about that. Um, but she is very, very proud of her Nigerian heritage. And she talks about that a lot. She talks about issues going on over in Nigeria a lot as well. Um, and so um, I'm calling these shoes the represent shoes. And they're going to be sort of all about the things that she is passionate about, the things that she is um, proud of. Um, and so that it's going to be the colors of the Nigerian flag, which are green and white, are going to be her the color of her shoes. Um, mm-hmm. And then because she's a bold player in big, bold lettering on the side of the shoes is going to say rep, R-E-P, as, like mm. the, as the represent. Um, she also, um, she has her own logo that she has, she sells some merchandise with her own logo on it. A couple players have this, um, where it's, it's like an O inside of an A on top, which are mm-hmm. two initials. Um, so we're just going to feature that on the toe of the shoe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's also a very, very fast player. She's dangerous in transition. She can blow right past you. So some versions of this shoe are going to come with Heelys in the back. Oh, because they're really that's fast. That's fun. Obviously, that's not fun. the ones not the ones you use to play basketball, but there mm-hmm. will be some mm-hmm. versions out there mm-hmm. that you can get with the Healy wheel in it. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's yeah, that's mine. That's fun. So my last one is Asia Wilson because she is the most dominant force in the entire WNBA. Mm-hmm. So she should have her own shoe. Um, so she went to South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, so that plays into a few things here. Okay. Um, not all of them. But I also, she's talked a lot about shoes because she was kind of a rep for one of the Nike lines. Let me see, one of which one? Uh, the Cosmic Unity Collection. Um, so she was kind of a spokesperson for that. And she talked about what she liked in those shoes. And she likes lightweight shoes. And she also um, likes that they were good for the environment. I didn't find out how they were good for the environment. But I was thinking, hmm, let me find out more about this because she's also very you know, social justice oriented, things like that. So I found out that South Carolina is their biggest agricultural product is corn. They, they make $170 million every year in corn. And there are sneakers that the soles are made out of corn and are ultimately biodegradable. So the, that's what this is going to be. So tie into her South Carolina college days and her uh, love of the environment. Interesting. So it's going to be um, made of corn, uh, not actual corn, like re- reconstructed stuff out of corn. And they're going to be lightweight and and cushiony. She likes comfort, things like that. Um, she also says she wants it to look good, her shoes to look good with her uniform. And then she likes to razzle dazzle them up. So another piece of um, being from South Carolina, apparently before I read some uh, interview that was done in it, like a kids magazine in 2015 with her. So she's so um, South Carolina at their football games, they do this thing. They like play this song. I don't know if the song is called Sandstorm. It's like some techno song or if the whole uh, if the whole experience is called Sandstorm, but they like wave towels in the air. And it's this whole thing before every South Carolina football game that it was meant a lot to her. So I decided that the the shoes, the 
uh, the color is going to be something reminiscent of a sandstorm. So it's going to be kind of a beige, but also she wants it to match her uniform. There's gold trim on her uniform. So it's going to have gold trim. It's going to be this like sandy beige with gold trim. And we're calling them Sirocco, which is S-I-R-O-C-C-O, which is a name for a desert storm, like a desert sandstorm. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. So they're like beige with the gold trim, like the Aces uniform, and they're called Sirocco. Fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then my last one to close it out, um, I'm going with Nafisa Collier, um, who um, plays for the Lynx. Um, She was uh, a rookie of the year. She's been an all-star. She's a great defensive player. She won a championship in college. Uh, She has a podcast along with your pick, A. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the T with A and Fee. Um, and so she's certainly, you know, personable, marketable, that sort of thing. Um, uh, again, similar to Arike, a lot of people are saying that she could potentially be MVP this year. Um, I picked her as my defensive player of the year. So clearly she, again, is a star, um, big time, that sort of thing. Um, a couple things about her. She has talked a lot about her love of reading, specifically mystery novels, but she really loves reading. She also, um, in just her brief time in the league so far, a lot of her charity work and stuff has been about um, empowering women and specifically about education, both like in classroom education and also like uh, putting out knowledge on how to become a better basketball player or a better athlete or things like that. Um, So um, the reading and education seem to be a big thing for her. Um, Now, when she was in college at UConn, a lot of the fans called her Queen Fee. And so that's what we're calling the shoes, the Queen Fee series ah, or line or whatever. I like um, it. She, yeah, she calls her fans um, the Fee Hive. So she has like that <laughs> whole theme. I like it. Um, so they're definitely, the shoes are definitely going to be navy blue because that's both Yukon and the Lynx are navy blue. So that'll work hmm. for both of them. Um, the main design is go- there's going to be like a bunch of crowns all over it, queen fee sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the words independence are also going to be written around the um, base of the shoe for mm-hmm. both women's independence. And then also her family, specifically her grandfather, was instrumental in gaining independence for their home country, Sierra Leone, from England in the 60s. Ah. Like her wow. father... I mean, her grandfather was like the first, uh, he was instrumental in securing their independence. He was the first um, ambassador for that country, U.S. ambassador, ambassador to the U.N. So that's like a big Collier, like the last name Collier is like a, that's like a big name in that country. Um, Wow. So independence also ties into, into that. Um, And so, yeah, so that's the, those are the Queen Fee shoes. Um, I like it. You know, you know, people talk about that uh, people aren't big fans of the WNBA because there, there are no good stories. They've, this uh-huh. is what they've been talking about this year. Like, we need to, people need to put their, there are a lot of good stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, Someone yeah. just needs to put them out there. That's a good story. Yeah. That is a good story. Yeah. That's a good story. So, so pretty cool. So um, keep your eye on, uh, keep your eye on the shoe companies who are going to steal these ideas and make yes. these shoes. Yes. Yes, that's right. So that's it for episode 21. Send in your questions, comments, movie thoughts, and guest suggestions to familycourtvision at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at famcourtvision. And don't forget to subscribe or follow on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week on Family Court Vision. The mother of all basketball podcasts.